0: The Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Think, Act, Achieve Extraordinary Results, Winning Executive Coaching Strategies for the Leader and the Coach, a Professional Development Seminar, featuring National Industrial Business Operations Director for NAVAIR, Adrian Somerville, Senior Systems Engineer for Northrop Grumman Corporation, Rick Wilson, Senior Project Engineer for the Aerospace Corporation, Michelle Carter, and DIA Coaching Program Chief for the U.S. Intelligence Community, Dr. Theodora Fitzsimmons. Leadership is about moving toward important goals and embracing the potential and growth power of people. Whether you are a top CEO, federal executive, director, team lead, or beginning your career, you should be asking yourself one critical question. How can I grow and achieve personal excellence? Executive coaching is a strategic partnership that maximizes performance and growth potential to drive enhanced business outcomes. Get ready to be challenged, take risks, and achieve extraordinary results. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Think, Act, Achieve Extraordinary Results, winning executive coaching strategies for the leader and the coach. Featuring Adrian Somerville, Rick Wilson, Michelle Carter, and Dr. Theodora Fitzsimmons.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. So. Hope everyone's doing well and enjoying your Bay experience this year um, we just want to make sure that you're in the right room so this is the Virginia a and B Um the, the title of this seminar Bay seminar is winning uh, excuse me it's um, think act achieve extraordinary results winning executives coaching strategies for the leader and coach so that's what we'll be going over today um, my name is Rick Wilson once again and just to um, ensure that we take care of a few administrative things. Um, you're welcome to come to the front if you would like. That makes for a more um, collaborative discussion, so feel free to do that. Um, as well as, uh, uh, if you can remember to have your badges scanned, so uh, Baya will be able to take the necessary metrics that they're looking to achieve, um, so, so make sure your badge gets scanned as you come into the room. Uh, remember too, there's a Morgan State desk and uh, so you can stop by there if you would like to receive continuing education uh, units because you can do that through through listening to the to these uh, seminars as well as remembering that the powerpoint slides will be available after the, the, this fea event um, as you're asking questions we will have a question and answer sessions as well as, as to the panelists well, uh, please use your mics appropriately because this is being recorded Um, And you can remember, too, that uh, you can follow Bea over the social media um, through the iPhone app store as well as the Google Play share. And uh, so we advise you to go ahead and do that as well. So as we um, go into this topic. about winning strategies for uh, using uh, leader and coach um, uh, methods and and methodologies, Um, you may think of some times or some things that have helped you in the past that might be using a vision board or maybe a 360-degree feedback. Um, survey that you give out to others to see how you're doing those are some of the strategies or some of the tools and resources that are effective with uh, leadership and coaching we'll go into more detail with uh, after we have our presentation and some questions with our panelists so but that's just something for you to think about as well as you might wonder sometimes how does someone get to be a ceo or a federal executive or some other type of leader Um, a lot of times they are using executive coaching and, and leadership to, uh, folks to help them, uh, not only with their business and professional lives, but, but also with their personal lives. So, so we would like to leave you with um, so a, a way to develop a plan for yourself, to have that vision of what you want to achieve and, ach- and accomplishing your goals and objectives. Um, and so another thing is, uh, that's very important is to have some communication strategies. No one gets to where they want to get to uh, uh, by themselves. They, they have to have help. So how do you communicate that as well as if you're managing teams, how do you communicate to them how to use some of these strategies effectively to help the whole organization? And then the, another thing that you might want to think about in life, we all encounter resistance, uh, obstacles, challenges. Can we use these strategies to overcome some of those? We'll go into that into a little more de- with a little more detail, as well as developing some other competencies to see how can I get out of my comfort zone. Sometimes your manager or your leader will ask you to try something that maybe you're not comfortable with, maybe you haven't done it before. Well, <laughs> leadership and, and coaching strategies will help you to overcome some of these. Um, Obstacles or some of these hesitations that you might have so that you can grow uh, as a person, as a professional, um, both in your personal and business life. So now I would like to welcome and, and introduce our distinguished panelists, pa- panelists today. Uh, first, we have Ms. Michelle Carter. Uh, Michelle is a project engineer with the Aerospace. Um, organization or corporation. Uh, she started there and worked for a while. Then she took on a new role with the uh, State of California Court of Appeals, where she was a senior systems administrator. She was able to work to help out with the uh, wide area and local area networks and, and some other I- IT um, type functions to help the organization. As she was doing that, she went back and got her uh, Bachelor's of Science degree in computer information systems from the uh, Chapman University. And then she decided to go back to the uh, Aerospace Corporation where she uh, used a a fellowship program to get her master's of science degree in uh, system engineering. Uh, So she's been able to do a wealth of things, write technical papers. She also has been a winner um, of a Bayer Award as well as a women of color. And so um, we welcome her as a panelist. Next. Next, we have our, our next panelist, who um, has a lot of experience uh, with executive coaching and leadership, uh, Ms. Dr. Theodora Fitzsimmons. Um, she has over 30 years of experience as a uh, professional development expert. Uh, she's worked for the federal government, the public and private sectors. She earned her uh, PhD in training and performance improvement from, from Capella University. Also earned a, uh, a, a master's in education, a bachelor's in psychology, and business from the you know, all from the University of Maryland. So she. Uh, discovered that being a leader was very effective to helping the organization grow so by doing this she uh, informed her leaders and the agency allowed her to start developing a culture of uh, of leadership and coaching Um, that program has been very effective and it has won uh, two multinational awards she holds a credential and professional certified coaching with the international coaching federation please welcome Dr. Fitzsimmons. So now we'd like to move into our program. I'm going to turn it over to our speaker, uh, Adrian Summerfield. So
2: I want to talk about, um, to get these winning principles, there are certain steps that you must undergo. 360, understanding who you are, what you want. It's very difficult for the three individuals on the previous slide to assist you when you really don't really know what you want just yet, right? So let's talk about passion, purpose, and dreams. Self-awareness and self-discovery throughout life. It doesn't happen for a period of time. It happens during time, right? Over time, It just ha- you have to keep doing that. So how many people could say with a high degree of certainty, I know what wakes me up in the morning? That's good, right? I know what my passion is. A gentleman in the previous um, seminar I was in, he said, if someone threw cold water on your face, what would be the first thing you'd start talking about? I was like, I think about that. Um, But think about it. Um, I have to react after the cold water. But think about what gets you excited. Like talking to you all, knowing that hopefully these words from the panelists and myself will transform your life, that gets me excited. That career development, that out on the forefront, getting tools in your toolkit, believing in yourself, that's exciting. That's where my passion lies. Um, When you think of what brings you joy, like what could you do if you didn't get paid to do it? What do you do in the middle of the night? You're reading an article, you're researching, you're ordering a book. Think about those things, and what do you want your legacy to be? I would submit to you that all of you are legacy leaders just by the fact that you're here, right? You want to leave this world in a better place. You want to leave the conversations and the people that you connect with when you walk away different. Be yourself along the way, just be authentic. And that self-discovery will enable that. You'll find out who your true self are, who your true friends are, who the true relationships that you want to contain and remain in contact with, you'll find that. So I talk about self-assessing. I just want to give you some tools when you're thinking about how to do a self-assessment. Many organizations will offer this. I was pretty senior, to be honest with you when I had this experience. And so many of the other 72 people in that classroom were as well. Some were extremely disheartened to learn that they were seen a little bit differently. Very So they had coaches around to kind of help build the people back up when they had the meltdown, getting the 360 feedback. Um, but sometimes we need to do that, but we can do it internally to ourselves as well. So I talked about your passion, knowing what you enjoy to do is very key, because what you enjoy doing, you will do well, right? You'll like it, you'll study it, you'll master it. You'll read about it. Never quit. Tenacity and resiliency are skills that we all must endure. Everyone has been told no at some point or believe they should have gotten something that they didn't get, a grade, a job, a position, an opportunity, a training assignment. But never quit, just keep reaching, right? Eventually, you'll get there. Be very confident and do not be too um, proud to ask for help. I would, um, whomever thinks they got to where they are, all by pulling themselves up by their own bootstrap is either in denial, just total disbelief, right? No one gets to the end state on their own. We all have had help. People who helped, who took time out of their day, or late night call to help you know, review a document for you. Take advantage of that. Believe in your, when I say I'm very optimistic, you guys probably figured that out, but effort optimism is different. This is when you believe that your hard work is going to pay off. You believe that one day it's going to come. You are working towards an end state, so keep going. Critical thinking, Um, some people say it's more visionary, but believe and know that things are not exactly as they seem, right? There are opportunities and that you will see them, right? They will be what you want them to be. So you have to be a critical thinker to dissect that because your current state is not necessarily your future state. And so you have to have the ability to do that. Creativity, um, to be the leader that you want to be, uh, know that you're not only solving your problems, but it's also about the greater good. Right, leaders um, will eat last, right? Leaders will be the last to turn the light off. Leaders will be the ones to take the time to listen to your problem or your scenario or help you because you're not just a commodity, right, for an organization. Be flexible, right? Consider the data about yourself as you go forward. Wait, no one can tell me more about myself than me. So the conversations that you have, that self-talk, right, the things that you need, know yourself and, and take the good and the bad that goes along with that, because that's how we're gonna improve. So risk-taking, pushing through your insecurities. Tomorrow I'm on a panel with the lady who was my, my, my mentor, Stephanie Easter. Um, from the Navy. Her reputation precedes her. She's like iconic, one of the first African, the only, let me quantify, the only African-American senior executive at Naval Air Systems Command in its history, in its history. It's risky for me to be on a stage with her, right? That's an honor, but it's also a risk because there are some insecurities surrounded by all of those individuals to include her, someone who like knew me when, um, with high expectations. But I was so honored, I'm gonna push through that just to have this opportunity to share that stage with her. So sometimes you're gonna have to step out of your comfort zone to be that risk taker, to believe in yourself when no one else believes in you, um, to get exactly what you want. Work hard, do what's necessary, and I would offer do what's unexpected. I'm not a real stand the box person. As you can see I came off the stage. Many of your panelists didn't probably today, um, but it is really an opportunity, if you think about it, to just do, do what is beyond what people expect. I always tell people, give them the wow factor. If everybody's wearing blue, that's kind of not what I want to do, right? Stand out, be indispensable. Cooperation, the assignments, find your cohort. I call it hashtag girl power. I have some PowerPuff girls in the office. Um, who is your cadre, your tribe, right? When it gets rough, who can you go into in your organization? And if you don't have that person in your organization, then find someone outside of your organization, right? Find some sort of support system. Um, communication, develop and maintain control. Emotional intelligence is big. Uh, But know yourself, know when you need to throttle back, know when you need to turn, pivot, um, to collect yourself. And I I always want to stress, and I I strive and continue to think about fairness. Um, Your reputation will precede you, right? So as opportunities present themselves, just be someone of good character. And health and wellness is very important as well. So we're gonna give you a couple of slides and then we're going to go into the panel and I will not go through all of these but there are um, I want you to leave and we want you to leave with some actionable things that you can do right some some steps some behavioral things that you can modify how you're behaving today to get you on the trajectory that you strive to get towards when you leave here so when you think of some coaching strategies next one. Next. Um, next one. If there is a place where you wanna go in your career and you feel you are lacking something, go after it. The worst thing is to be short um, in your talent portfolio knowingly and not take the action, right? So if I want a master's degree from Harvard, then that's exactly what I'm gonna go after. Now, I could get that from other schools, but that's where I it to go, so go, go after it. Um, know what your strengths and weaknesses are Time is important. I was at Women of Color, and a lady mentioned that, you know, I really want to network, I don't really get to know anybody, I'm a single mom. I said, manage your time. Block an hour every day to read something new. Learn something new. Once a month, have lunch with someone new. Like, p- figure out how to manage your time to get out of your life what you want to get out of your life. Realize that people are always watching you. Some may be talking about you, but watching you for sure. Right, so and, and be that person of character I mentioned earlier. Style Is very important I think people should be able to be themselves in the work environment but just know your audience right know where you are but you don't have to dress like a man and being a woman in a position I'm just not a believer of that I think we need to be stylish and you can just be your authentic self and show your true self be your last thing that I leave that I put on myself when I leave is armor right Anything can go wrong on any given day, but you have to be able to stand firm in who you are with your technical and your leadership experience to catapult you to the next level in your career. Be wise, be aware of what people are saying, project your best self at all times, and set those boundaries for yourself and others. And sometimes you will have to do that with time, right? People will wanna come in, they wanna talk, and you're like, well, I got this report that's due in like 15 minutes. So set those boundaries. People will adjust to whatever you, pro- you project and portray. Yes, thank you. So last thing here, um, ask yourself, um, do you look and act like a leader? Like I said, if you're the one that's like, I got to go, sometimes leaders can't do that. Sometimes leaders have to lift others up, right? Sometimes leaders have to own and be accountable for others' actions that are genuine to them. It just, it just stops right there with me. There's no need to point anyone out. Don't trip over things that you sweep under the rug, right? People we do that all the time, well, I'm just not going to worry about it. Well, I'm just, and now I'm mad, right? I can't even look at the person in the meeting, right? So let's address those issues, right? That you have to address. Um, We're professionals, so we can do that. Watch body language, be confident, and I'll say fake it till you make it. If you're not that confident, when I stand in that room, get your best outfit on and do your best job. No one knows my business better than me, right? I'm intimately closest to it, so be very confident and allow that to portray and project. Diplomatic, political savvy, knowing your audience, knowing what to say when to say what not to say who are the movers shakers and doers Uh, commit commitment is key that means I'm just going to meet my deadline or exceed it expectation settings be flexible and always be that indispensable contributor that go-to person thank you over to Rick
1: so thank you Adrian for those uh, tips and and, and recommendations and suggestions. Hopefully you can take some of those and put it into your skill set or your toolbox. Um, Another thing that we would like you to do as we go into some questions for the panelists is think of some questions that you might have. We have some experts up here that might be able to help you, um, or if there's something that you can share that has helped you that may help the audience, that would be great. So the the first question we would like to ask the panelists is uh, what experiences and other elements do you feel that you possess that enable you to be selected uh, here at at the BAYA seminar on, on coaching and executive leadership?
3: So they're looking at me, so I guess I will start. Um, So for me, I would say, unlike the other panelists, um, I'm bringing, like, the, the more of the technical aspect to the panelists. When when I was selected, one thing I did think about some of my experiences being um, in um, the – air, at, working at the Aerospace Corporation and being in the industry is um, having an opportunity. I would say for me personally, um, working at aerospace, it has been – I would say the, I work in a program office, um, in many th- projects that I've worked on. I'm the only woman that worked on the project. Um, and um, leading teams and having opportunities to do that, I think that some of those, bringing those, some of those um, experiences is also a reason for um, uh, participating in this particular panel. All
4: right, and um, hi. How you guys doing? <laughs> So, I'm honored to be here. Again, my name is Theodora Fitzsimmons. I'm very, very honored to be here amongst these fine ladies and gentlemen, and all of you, because this is a phenomenal conference. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it <laughs> before now. So now I know, and I'm amazed, okay. Uh, why I was selected is probably because I manage a, a an award-winning uh, program where we train employees within my agency, it's the Defense Intelligence Agency, to be coaches. Now what, what is a coach by, by this definition? It's somebody with 136 hours of training and experience okay, on how to coach another person. Simply put, a mentor, by all means, have as many mentors and as diverse as you can get to get all the opinions. They're going to be pouring their wisdom into you, especially if you're smart and you're asking them really good questions. That's what they do. A coach, on the other hand, pulls out important information and your wisdom from you. Okay? So that you can create your dreams and your future and pursue your goals. And sometimes we need a little bit of help with articulating what those really are. Okay, so I think that that's why uh, I was brought here uh, to for this is to, to share that that vision that we have on building. So right now, uh, we ha- coaches are available to every single employee in my agency anytime they want them. Doesn't matter if they're a senior executive or. a GG seven or six that just came in on an internship it's available to everyone
1: okay thank you Um, the next question that we would like for you to address the audience is what are some of the suggestions or recommendations uh, that you can give them I just came out of a a, uh, session on uh, disengagement and how to re-engage employees so what can you share with them how can coaching and leadership skills uh, help you to re-engage or motivate uh, employees remembering that we're also here in a, a diversity conference uh, to, so how can you help the audience with some of those suggestions
4: I guess I could start with that one since it's, it's what we're doing okay so we have our coaches and the coaches are available to anyone in the in the uh, in the agency so they're they um, are It's happening all around the agency. What they do is they just work one-on-one with helping them identify. So let's say the question is, oh, I see that that the agency has all of these different career fields I can pursue, but I don't know where to start, okay? Um, I I think I want to be an analyst, or I think I want to be a collector, um, but I don't know where to start. So, the coach will, will help them figure that out in terms of what's important to them. What is it that they want to build on? I don't know if that answers the question well enough, for you. I want to add to that. So,
2: so the key and exactly what you were saying too, it's um, you have to do a little work though, right? Before I get to that, I want to mentor a coach because just the questions that the coaches are going to ask you're going to have to be prepared to answer and give some sort of insight so they have something to work with you on um, so that's why we talked about doing those assessments So reaching the coaching when you when you get to that point of I want to coach or I want a mentor or, I want to talk to someone about some of the things that I want to do you just have to be mindful that before you have that conversation because time is so valuable um, do a little bit of work on yourself and what you want I think first and then prepare yourself to have the conversation. You'll become more confident, I think too, in approaching someone to be your coach. Um, I've received an award at my command for mentor of the year, um, and I would often tell people that would come in, well, you know, well, what what do you wanna do? Like, what do you wanna talk about? Where do you wanna go in your career? It's like, I don't really know. What are your gifts? What are your strengths? I don't know yet. I mean, I'm kind of good at math, but that's why I'm an engineer. But okay, like, so is there like a skill set or a position you want to go after? You just have to do a little work, I think, and it'll help those coaching and uh, mentoring and sponsorship relationships grow become much more rich.
1: In addition, to short, uh, briefly piggyback off of that, so you, you see you can have winning strategies both ways, right? It's it bi-directional. You, have to use some of the, you can use some of these techniques, some of these tools and resources to help yourself first because without knowing yourself and knowing what you want to do, it's hard for you to mentor anyone else, and also it helps someone to help you so it's using those communication skills as well and building them, so excellent from both of you guys uh, go ahead Michelle
3: no, I, I think one one thing that I'd hi- like to highlight from being both a mentor and a mentee is um, really listening um, ha- when you have um, a mentee that you're talking to it's important that you hear what they're hear what they're saying to be able to help them best um, as being being a mentee myself um, it's really I think I agree with you both it's important to understand what you what your needs are um, definitely being able to properly articulate 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 what it is that you're you're interested in is, is going to be key to having someone to be able to help you mm-hmm. um, but it's o- over time um, it's always um, what I found myself is just remaining te- teachable yourself mm-hmm. because whether you are um, what whatever position you are um, as you move up you have to have um, allow yourself to be open to learn new things. And that's for me personally, I am one that always like to learn new things. And um, I I use that as opportunity to grow and develop and that's how I help help others as well. So
4: um, I would like to ask you guys, how many of you are at the beginning of your career? Sort of like like just starting out. Okay, some of you, just a few of you sort of like middle, middle of your career. Yeah, okay, moral of that. That's good to, that's good to know and some of you I know are out there leading, leading us, leading us. So I think that, so we've covered mentoring and what you need to do to get, be a mentee, to be a a recipient, to be prepared for, for a mentoring relationship. Also how to be a mentor to be a good listener, right? So one thing I wanted to uh, share with you is skills that are useful to anyone, no matter where you are in your career, and that is to learn some of these coach-like skills. That's what I I would like to share with you. I have some handouts, uh, probably not enough, and maybe I can collect some email addresses to send send if, if you don't have it and you want it, Okay. So at my agency, yes, we're training coaches. We have a lot of them. but We've started a second sort of round teaching coach-like skills to the leaders who don't have time to become a full-up coach. So we're trying to impart some good skills that will be, uh, help them be better in, in their work. So we're really, at the end of the day, we're talking about increasing your ability to communicate. All right. I'm calling them coach-like skills because I'm inspired by a quote from, you know, like this, effective leaders help others think more broadly for themselves. They do this by sharing insightful reflections and asking powerful questions that disrupt and expand people's minds. So that's, to me, is an effective leader. I think that Adrienne and, and um, Michelle here are both very effective leaders, because they do just that. Okay, So those kinds of skills are like the coach-like skills that I'm going to share with you in a moment. May I do that really briefly, and then I'll be done. I'm okay with it. So the coaching approach forces your conversations to become less about your thoughts, your input, and how you can steer the dialogue, and it's more about the others. So you're, you're going to be listening to what the person is saying. So you decrease what you say so that others can increase what they say. That's the overall coach approach. So two parts to it. One is listening. We've made that pretty clear. Really, really listening. I mean, you're, you're in the space, whether it's in an office, or maybe you're having coffee with the person, in your informal place, whatever it is, the phone is off. The phone is off, you're not looking at the phone. You're not, you're totally dedicated to listening to this fellow human being. That's the first and most important thing. And then, as you're listening, ask questions. Ask questions, because you have, you're curious. You're, You're listening and you're curious about what they have to say. So you'll see um, on the slide, so your, your role as a listener is to focus on the person, um, remain, try to new, be neutral in your mind. I'm really, really listening to you. And then use skills that you already know, like summarizing and paraphrasing, to show the person you're really listening. And then ask questions. Um, So, and asking questions are very, very empowering. Then I gave you a a little bit here. If you wanted to actually, no kidding, engage in a coach-like conversation, This this is good to do with a colleague or a peer where you want to really, really help this person get from point A to point B. You can use this process that I'm suggesting here, which is stop, literally stop, and give this person the space. Listen, ask them questions to clarify what it is that they want, ask questions about that, and help them explore the options, and wouldn't it be a wonderful world if if we all gave time like this to another human being to really, really listen to them? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a professional coach to do that, you don't even have to be a leader but when you do this, when you when you demonstrate these kinds of skills, you are demonstrating leadership. Right? I'll leave it at that.
1: Great. We, we appreciate those uh, comments, very effective um, instruction. The, the thing that I am hearing from her say, and, and you guys can think about this for a second, but empathy, being empathetic to someone. Because I know I've had mentors in my past and I, I could tell they really weren't there to help me. They were doing it because maybe they needed to check a box or whatever they needed to do. Um, so, you, so also use these skills to understand who is there to help you. Like they said, you know, find someone that you trust or um, um, continue to, to look for someone that might be more interested in, in helping you and you know, help yourself. So that's another tool or another little technique that you can use to make sure that the person wants you to, to succeed and to achieve your accomplishments. All right, so uh, so at this time, maybe we'll ask, see if there's any questions so we don't run out of time. Is there, are there any questions that we can ask? And if, uh, if you don't have any, then we can continue with the, um, the, with the panelists.
0: You're listening to Think, Act, Achieve Extraordinary Results, Winning Executive Coaching Strategies for the Leader and the Coach, a professional development seminar featuring Adrian Somerville, Rick Wilson, Michelle Carter, and Dr. Theodora Fitzsimmons. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Baya STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. Where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
4: Allison Yarbrough, the Aerospace Corporation in El Segundo, California. I would be interested in your experience with handling mentees. Who you you generally want to help and you're there to do that active listening,
5: but they may be misinterpreting the mentee mentor session for kind of just an opportunity to unload, or
4: which we all need, uh, admittedly. But how do you then turn allow them to express whatever their frustrations and concerns are, but then? What have you found successful in turning that around to a productive mentoring
3: discussion? What have you found successful? For me, I have had um, discussions where, you know, maybe there had been a situation and someone needed someone really to listen to them. Um, I think even in that situation, it's very important that you hear that person. hear that person out, um, but if, if this is something based on projects, I would say in my experiences, most of the times, it's based on, I mean, I've been a manager where I've, I've heard, you know, listened in and in, in, um, some challenges that people have. Um, and it, it's important to be able to do that. But I would say for the most part, if you're in a mentor, your mentor-mentee mentor, situation, you definitely want to be able to guide them to where, where it's appropriate. It's not always where um, you have folks that um, may need to, to have discussions. Maybe it's not appropriate at that time and you need to have them to refocus on whatever the, the particular project that you're working on. So there, it is important to be able to maybe diffuse whatever it's going on at that time and refocus them on whatever the project is at hand. So my mentoring sessions,
2: one, they're always timed, right? So we have 30 minutes together. And I'm very empathetic in allowing you to kind of unload um, for a short duration of that. And then um, we have actionable assignments. So when you're coming back, it's, it's, to update me on the activity that you were assigned the last time we met. And so I will pivot off of that after about like five minutes um, because I want you to get back to the things that are going to move you out of that situation, you know, the the real intent of why we're together. So usually, it's usually, I'm, I'm practicing a lot of the questioning and skepticism of, okay, so now that happened because, and so, What do you think you could have done differently? What did you think? could have happened differently with that manager. And then we pivot off of that to the, well, you know, these assignments that you're working on really are going to take you to job X. So you're not going to have much longer in which you're going to be in the situation. And then we talk about some behavior. we always end with wherever they're starting so that I take them back to that place with some additional skills. But it's very important to have time sessions so that you're not in that longer period of time um, and you block it and you stay true your time and be disciplined in that but i think practicing empathy and listening but then also pivoting on why you know we're really here because we have these other things to discuss Mm -hmm.
4: so uh, one thing i would add to to both of their comments is in the first relationship, the, the first meeting you have with this person to set the stage and say, you know, these are let's agree on how these things are going to work. They're going to be 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're going to have assignments. You're going to so it's setting the expectation for the relationship that this is not um, anything goes, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's company time that we're mm-hmm. spending here, uh, yours and mine, and it's you know we're here for a purpose.
2: And we sign a mentoring agreement, so we understand those roles and responsibilities. Yeah.
1: Great. Anybody else have a There's question? A
4: question here too. There's one over there too. Just letting you know. Oh, oh.
6: it's a twofer. Uh, for oh, first of all, I have to introduce myself. Uh, Bradman Taylor, Journal Motors. Um, the first one is: Is there any books you would recommend for someone being a mentor coach? I'm an accidental mentor right now in my organization and I was wondering if there's any books I recommend and then this the second one is can you explain a little bit of the differences between a mentor and a coach and how you have to deal with that
4: you want me to take it
6: yeah no. okay
4: so so it depends so my I'm gonna ask a question back at you are you do you want to become a full-up coach or do you want to incorporate? coaching skills into your, your current leadership role. Okay, so I am going to give you a, a direct uh, recommendation, a book called Quiet Leadership uh, by David Rock. He takes you um, through the experiences of a manager and how the manager incorporates the skills and it gets a little bit into the science as to why it works. And why you should do it that way. That would be the one. The other one that's more really about coaching skills but is very, very easy to read is a book called Coactive Coaching. It's kind of like the coaching bible mm-hmm. out there. And you wanted to know the difference between coaching and mentoring? OK, there's coaching, there's mentoring, and then there's coach-like skills. All right. So we said the mentor is somebody who has experience, and who's, who, who is going to like give that experience and guide a person that is more more about the role their role it's their role and what they bring to it they could be organized about it and structured and that's a good thing but it, it's about them in a coach the coach is like giving the space for the person to be to bring whatever it is to the conversation. So it's not really about what the coach knows. It's about what the coach's skills are in order to provide that space for the person to be able to explore something or think through something and get to their whatever their solution needs to be.
7: Uh, This is Jeremiah Giles. I have a question over when do you, I guess, move on from a mentor? with respect to, I guess, it seems like you're meeting, but it seems like more or less you're you're talking mostly and trying to to figure out how to get them more engaged with you versus you just telling them how things are going and just want to say meet up again next time. So I'm just trying to figure out how do you I guess do you need to alter it and let them know that where i like to have this action for you or do i need to just cut ties and just try to find another mentor just i guess is it seasonal when you know you have to find a new one or you know
2: i'll answer that so the way i found my mentors is i'm a people watcher so I look for someone either um, in the area that I'm interested in, your whatever your characteristics are that you value, right? Technical competence, accessibility, um, confidentiality, um, you know knowledge respect throughout the organization and I would agree with you there are mentors that are more seasoned reason lifetime like other relationships mm-hmm. and that when you get to a certain level some you may even catch up to right you'll be at their level and then you'll look to want to have a relationship either with someone in another technical discipline or someone a little more seasonal what I did um, I really just didn't waste any of their time any longer I'll just be very honest with you I sought out I applied those characteristics to maybe looking for some other mentor and then move forward Um, every now and then if you wanted to just shoot them an email about how things are going and then they can read and reply but that's kind of how I handled it I didn't waste their time because if there was someone else that could offer more and I think mentoring is reciprocated someone that I can offer something to and also receive something I just pivoted and focused on a different relationship
8: um, oh sorry um, hi everyone my name is Kaylin, and um, I work within the trade house investment group um, we educate and inform people on how to trade in the Forex foreign exchange market mm. so going back to the first question that was asked um, specifically with your answer I wanted to know like it's like a time in, in your answer too because I do. We do have timed um, calls because we want to make sure we we're interacting and engaging with everybody in our team every day, so we're able to answer their questions and concerns um, throughout the day. So I have one person, like I'm 23, so I have somebody in his 40s, and he's telling me like all of his personal life stuff, but we never get to like, okay, let's learn about how to trade or let's learn like. How are you doing in the market and like the entire time we're talking is more of his personal life and Mm -hmm. i feel like our biggest thing is engagement with um our people on our team because if they don't feel like we're being genuine they don't then they're not going to want to be on our team you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to like switch out of that conversation to talk about business and i don't want to strictly be like all business without like turning him off? I don't know. Um,
3: I'll start. So from from my perspective, my my um, suggestion would be when you have those meetings to go in with sp- the specific things that you'd like to discuss and say, you know, I have X amount of things that I'd like to have in this discussion um, and try to start it off that way. So that way you've gotten, if, if you find that your mentor talk about things that are other than what you're to talk about you if you start off the conversation with the things that you need from that discussion then you you've already identified them and you've let them know this is the set of things that I'd like to, to, to work to focus that discussion
8: Right. And I feel like it's like I don't want to call it a power struggle, but even when we're getting on team calls, it's like he'll go and continue to talk and talk and talk. And it's like, I don't want to be rude, but I don't know how to tell him, like, you need to pull back some and allow me to mentor you guys so you're able to allow everybody else to get educated
2: as well. So sometimes people like things to be made about them. So um, one of the things I would just offer for consideration is whatever, Jack, let's just say. You know, Jack, this is, you know, I know I feel like I take so, so much of your time um, in these um, one-on-one sessions, so I really want to be very um, specific in what we are able to accomplish. And then very analogous to what Michelle said, then I would go down, because Jack, I only have 30 minutes and I have another meeting, and I would purposefully try to time some of this where you don't have time. Um, and then um, go go down that list, you know, don't want to take appreciate all the, you know, history and the war stories, but I only have a little bit of time today and if we could just get through these five things like almost, you know, basically codify exactly what, what you need to get out of it and vary, um, and keep and bring them right back to you know, I really just don't have a lot of time today.
8: Right, so just keep the bullet points prior keep, to calling him. Exactly.
2: Okay. Yeah. And Thank then you. you're very welcome because yeah, other people, time is very important as a leader. It is something that you do not get back mm-hmm. and I cannot overcompensate it for it um, and because you have so much you're trying to get accomplished. You want to be very deliberate with your time, and I promise you, people will adjust. If you work out every day at noon, people will go, "Wow, well, she's gone. It's noon. Yep, she works out and she walks right off the door um, and comes back." But you know, they will adjust, and he will adjust to your new style of doing business. Okay, thank you. You're welcome.
5: My name is Mamie Carlson. I work for the Army Public Health Center. And so um, the work that we do is very scientific. And so
4: we get a lot of like fellows and people that are straight from academia. And so they really seem to have an like trouble often in the transition, not only to more practice versus research, but also to being in an Army setting. Um, I've had several mentees that have had issues with like switching to like, we're not an ivory tower, you know. You have a PhD, but that's a colonel, so <laughs> that kind of transition. So I was just wondering if you had any tips and tricks on like how to effectively like mentor people that are going through that transition because I am currently really sucking at it. So anything you can provide would be great. <laughs> so I think that even for both both of your situations. Um, this, the recommendation from the group, I think we all agree that the the structure up front is really, really key. And, and then holding to that. So when you're starting in a relationship with that person, say, OK, we can work together. We can agree on the ground rules here of how this is going to work. You know, we're going to have 30 minutes. This is the kind of thing we're going to talk about. And what is it that you want out of the relationship? You know, so in trying to set that up as clear, as clearly as you can. Um, so Caitlin, I want to add one more little coaching tip for you, and that with Jack, <laughs> I, I would, I would tell him that uh, in service to you, Jack, I may have to, uh, if it's okay with you, would it be okay if I, if I interrupt you on occasion? If I just call you, call it out and I'll say, uh, we'll come up with some, is it on the phone that you talk to him or in person? On the
8: phone.
4: On the phone. So if I say, time out, I, but you have to have agreement from him mm-hmm. that since it's in service to you, because you have a tendency to talk a lot and we're not getting a lot done, just be upfront with him and establish that little rule. I know you don't want to be rude. So be be that's and that's why you're struggling because you've been brought up right to be polite, you know, and to not interrupt people when they're talking. But this is a, a this is a conversation with a purpose. So explain that to them. I don't I don't I don't want to be rude, but this is not an effective conversation. So
2: and, and you can be politically savvy, right? So your work is about the mission. So whatever you're trying to get accomplished, you want to get accomplished. So if we're five minutes in and Jack has not, we've not gotten to the first bullet, you know, I would caveat it by saying, Jack, you know, we really have to be conscientious of time here. We have about five more things. Can we get, let's just go back to um, number one and like keep bringing him back to whatever it is you need to get accomplished or, you know, I, I, we only have about 15 more minutes on this call and we have three action items. Can we get back to number two, please? And And just direct it back to the mission. We gotta get this accomplished, the task. So it's not even about Jack anymore, it's about the collectiveness and time management and getting the work done. Thank
1: you. And so I would just add to that, uh, as we mentioned, and I think Adrienne said this in her presentation, it's very important to use these techniques bi-directional. Mm-hmm. So you do have to do some work, like she said, a, a lot of times before you have these sessions. And um, in order not to be rude, she mentioned emotional intelligence. There's some books. Someone asked for a book. There's a good book on that. I can't remember who the author is, but I think it's the 2.0 version that's very good. And that would help you to say things in a way that would not mm-hmm. um, come off as rude or. Uh, offend someone
5: I'm Tia Roberts I work for um, Northrop Grumman and mission systems space systems so you mentioned a book Coactive coaching but you didn't mention the author and I actually I'm on Amazon and it's a number of Coactive coaching books so do you have the the author of that book I could tell you it's the fifth edition (laughs) okay
4: hold on a
5: second I'll
2: get back to you. you Another good book, The Gentleman Ask About Mentoring, I like John Maxwell, um, and it's a cute little, like I'm on the plane, throw it in my purse, well my purse is big anyway, but throw it in your pocket, your purse, your you know, tablet bag, but it's a really good um, book about mentoring, and I think John Maxwell's phenomenal anyway, um, but just some things that you can do as a mentee, protege and or mentor to strengthen that relationship. Um, I think it's the gift that keeps on giving mentorship
6: hello uh,
1: Josh Rollins I'm with AeroTech. Um, I have a handful of, of mentees and about half of them are women um, and you know my company like a lot has a situation where uh, women are underrepresented in leadership um, so my question is for the three of you like as a man who wants to be an advocate for women are there, is there any information or are there any tips that you think would be helpful for me to know as a as a mentor of women to help them Uh, achieve and reach the goals they want to they want to reach
4: Deborah Tannen is coming to mind Deborah Tannen yeah oh the author well Deborah Tannen who talks about uh, about the differences in Mm -hmm. communication between men and women Um, no I've got something for you it's by how women rise Mm -hmm. have you have you heard of the book what got you here won't get you there that's by Marshall Goldsmith So, so it's, it's a fabulous book for, for anyone to read about what it is that can get in the way of you getting to the next place that you want to go. It's like you, you've reached here, but now how, how are you going to go further? You have to start to be different. And that's what that book emphasizes, except that Marshall Goldsmith, um, uh, discovered, he and Sally, and I can't remember her name, I'd have to look that up, it starts with an H. Helderson, thank you. Both simultaneously discovered that while the information was great, it didn't address what women women's uh, issues really were, of what gets, from, you know, What got you here won't get you there. So now it doesn't really address anything about race or background or culture. It's really women in general. I read it. I'm telling you, it it spoke to me. I have several copies of it, and I give it to every woman I know. Mm -hmm. I just hand it out.
3: I I just would like to say, so in these um, mentor positions, are these women um, senior to you? You're saying, how can you help women? That that was your question, right? So, to, so I I just like to I would say I, I will reemphasize is that it's really about listening. Now, in my it's it's I would say it's really challenging. I mean, for women, just being frank, um, especially in if you're in a technical arena, but in general, um, that support. So finding someone that is willing to listen in provide them with the tool sets that they need for whatever their uh, ad, uh, career advancement in, um, interests are is gonna be key. I mean, just finding someone, if you're gonna be an advocate for them, it's really about understanding, having insight into what their aspirations are and finding ways to pull them up. For example, give them tasks that help them to mm-hmm. to to um, Move forward, and also um, finding ways to um, to promote them. Not not in promotion for like hiring in their job, but meaning to having emphasizing for others around them to get to know who they are and what their skill sets are. That's one very important um, thing with. Um, for women is it's it, sometimes they're not seen. They're in the room, but not seen. So how do you get around that? Sometimes it's about having advocacy for others that see their skill sets, but so then you as a manager it, or a director, one that you're a leader over them, have finding ways to, to give them give them opportunities to mm-hmm. shine. I think that that is one very key thing mm-hmm. that you as a manager or a mentor, leader, sponsor can do for any women um, in your area is to do that. It's about having opportunity. I love that. Um, First of all, thank you, because we need more men
2: like that. And Michelle hit the nail like I was on the edge of my seat. That's exactly right. Um, Many times we're in the room behind, like you're at the table, but we sit behind you. But we built the presentation. Could we have the opportunity to deliver it? Right, that showcase. Well, wow, she was she was pretty impressive. Yeah, you you're right about her. She's good. She's got some potential. Could we demonstrate the analytical data behind it? Um, can can we have the opportunity to get that challenging plum project, um, even if there um, is a little bit of risk there? But you believe that they can do it. Just the exposure, because many times we just don't get the exposure to demonstrate it, even though we've built the brief, we've done the analysis. We could talk it in our sleep. I've even written talking points for my flag officers. I did the speech, but I don't get to speak it. He gets to speak it, and we have a nod wink thing going if he needs help. So giving us exposure at the table or in those public forums to take that training that, you know what, this would really be good, another notch in your belt. Those are the the advocacy type things, the removal of obstacles, because we're just not at the forefront. So I always tell women, all you need is opportunity and access to unleash your your greatness, and it's leaders um, that do that for us. I would tell you, um, in my career, more Caucasian men have enabled my success, and so it's refreshing to know that there are men that are still, you know, willing to do that for us.
6: Yeah, I just had a question, uh, Yogana Mercer Bay, uh, co- Corporate Communications uh, Group. Um, you mentioned John Maxwell, and he also writes a book called "Good Leaders Ask yeah. Good." questions Questions. and that is a fantastic book Mm -hmm. and I think that if you actually you know pair it up from a mentor mentee perspective you will gain so much insight in how to proceed and negotiate Mm -hmm. those relationships with your mentors as well as as a mentee now I just wanted to comment on an experience that I had as a mentee, um, I would actually make sure that I spent time before I sat down with my mentors to understand what it was that I wanted to, to sort of glee from those mm-hmm. individuals mm-hmm. when I walked in that room. Exactly. Because you're right, time is precious. Mm-hmm. And you know, that 30 minutes goes really fast. Um, but the other part that I would do too is is take some time afterwards to reflect yes. on that conversation, mm-hmm. right, on how that actually right. went and what the follow-up needed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, if that needed to be with a different individual or someone else, then let it be that way. But I always wanted to make sure that I got the most out of those sessions with those individuals. But I sort of translated that to my mentees as well and training them how to actually be future mentors
2: mm-hmm. exactly
6: so, thank you
2: the
4: book that we were referring to is um, coactive coaching fourth edition and the the authors are Kimsey house Kimsey house Sandal and Whitworth it's the book is white and it's got this kind of purplish kind of swirl in the front of it. I had to see the picture of the book to make sure it was the right one. <laughs> yes. Kimsey House. Kimsey House. It's a husband and wife. Okay. And then Sundal, S-A-N-D-A-H-L, and Whitworth. Thank
7: you. You're welcome.
1: I think you can answer. I would just wanted to add real quick to the, to the brother's question here. He was asking about how to help women. If we can remember, as a man of color, there's still a shortage of executive roles there as well. Yeah. In, in my company, we have women of color at, at times, maybe not men. So I think it's the old uh, African proverb to pull the, help each other out. And if we use those principles, I think we'll, we'll be successful.
5: Hi, I'm Casey Thompson. I'm with the Boeing Company. Um, I, uh, a, a bit of a comment. Um, I, I will say I have many, many uh, mentors. Um, I also have many, many mentees. Um, I will say um, just some of the things I've heard, I, I wanted to, to give some perspective that says that my best mentor uh, relationships Um, they've actually been informal Um, they actually all of my mentor relationships are now informal Um, and mainly because there are two things that I recognized I needed um, as a part of that relationship and I I needed um, authenticity that to me came through an informal relationship Um, and and then I needed access and and what I mean by that is that I uh, I have what I call an around-the-clock career. Uh, the same way I'm an around-the-clock mom, I'm also a around-the-clock leader. <laughs> and So um, I, I needed uh, mentors who had that similar around-the-clock lifestyle that, that could mentor me um, in, in the moment that I needed it. And, and so um, that has been really good for me. Um, another thing that I want to contribute is that um, I I am a venter. Uh, I, I'm one of those people who vents in my sessions, um, and, and so one of the best uh, strategies that has been used uh, with me is a uh, strategy that goes, I understand, <laughs> it goes, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't actually have an answer or a strategy for you right now, but what I need is some time to think about some of the things that you've just just told me. Give me a moment. Let's meet back up in about three days so I have some time to process everything that you just gave me. And then when we meet back up in three days, now it's my mentor's time. I'm quiet because I want to hear everything you have to say to me about what I just said to you three days ago. And so that's that's been a strategy that that has worked um, for me. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's wonderful. You know, we, we gave
2: you guys a lot of tips and books and I know you get back at work and the day's long and you're trying to figure out how to apply all of this stuff that you just learned as you're reflecting, as the gentleman said back there and when I was in the um, at the journeyman level and trying to figure out how to cross over more into that managerial role you know some of the things that that you just think about for me I rise very early you wonder how guys are like and girls are like on the golf course at noon and you're like well dang I'm still at work Um, getting up early is very key so rising early um, at the end of my night I write down what I want to get accomplished the next day your brain always it's, it's already starting to process that right so that gets you into that mode the first thing I listen to in the morning if you can't find some of these books but start those golden nuggets flowing through you find a YouTube clip or a meditation moment or something like that to kind of get your thought process going but you can always listen to John Maxwell he's on YouTube you can subscribe to get some of these messages and pieces Um, and then at the um, at the end of the day you should inspire someone right and work out get some kind of wellness meditation health whatever in um, to kind of focus on you but I think all of those things will kind of help you be able to apply some of this because you get all jazzed and when you leave you're like now how am I gonna get all this stuff done I got to go pick up kids and do whatever just try to um, be very deliberate in your time I'm big on time but you know carve out some ways to try to get some of this and some of the books some of the videos interviews I like Lisa Nichols Um, but the first 20 minutes uh, of my day sets my
5: day.
1: So we're running out of time and we have time for a couple more questions if you guys still have them. She has one.
5: here. Hi my Hi. name is Nenaya and I work with Intel. I'm a systems engineer. So in the slides you shared I saw you had associated coaching with performance. So can your manager be identified as someone that coaches you as a coach? And. If and managing can go. Sometimes we have good managers. Sometimes we have bad managers. Mm-hmm. So would you see a manager as a coach? So
4: if 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 I if I could. So we do not allow our coaches to because our coaches are leaders and it affects their their um, their style. Of course, it makes them better leaders but they're not allowed to have a coaching relationship with their direct reports or anywhere within their chain okay because that's a conflict of interest It's it a coaching relationship you know you're really getting well what's behind this not working for you if i'm also writing your performance appraisal that's not going to work out if i'm hearing you know it's going to it's going to taint whatever it is i'm thinking about you if i know that much about you however A a leader can be uh, use coach like a coach like approach in leading. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say you're having a hard time with a with with something you're working on. He can come by and say and say, you know, how are you doing? And you say, Well, I'm having a really hard time. I just, well, I'm going to give it over here to Bill, or I'll do it for you. Instead of doing something like that, they can actually sit down with you and ask you, tell me more about what's going on. What have you tried? What could you do differently? What can I do to help you? So that's like a coach-like approach, stopping and listening to what's actually going on for that employee, taking the time. The problem is time. You know, managers don't have time because they've got pr- pressures coming from everywhere. They don't, but they have to make the time because it'll pay off greatly if they do. Does that help? Yeah.
1: Any other questions that anybody might have that we may have missed? Uh,
2: I, I,
3: I want to respond to that. So and, and I would just say I don't know the exact definition of coach that you're using for that. But me as being a manager um, with my team, I, I just think that it's very important that you listen to your, your employees. and I think that a key role of being a manager is being able to develop your staff. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I don't know if that's so I'm just saying for me, it's important to understand what your staff's needs are, it, to develop them, give them opportunities to grow and learn. I say that that's coaching. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's another word that you use for, but I just want to say that, that in, you don't always have that in a manager, but know a good manager has your back, mm-hmm. regardless of what that is, and they're going to try to develop you and give you the skill sets to go where you want to be. That, mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, and that's the type of leader that I like to be.
8: My name is Monica Simpson. I I work for Booz Allen Hamilton in pricing. So I have an experience I wanted to share. Um, It was maybe a year and a half ago, and I was very busy at work pricing all these government contracts, and we had a quick turnaround that required a lot of information. I was a single mom at that time. And in one email, my manager said, Monica, will be able to take care of you. She has experience, and she'll be able to pull through this. And just because he wrote that, mm-hmm. it, I, I told myself, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's like he gave me that confidence. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I saw it on an email. But it was just, I said, if he believes in me, I believe in myself. And it was, it was a successful proposal.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you. Any other questions before I go back up? Okay, we would just like to say thank you for your attentiveness. Um, If you could please remember to fill out the survey. So there's a Baya Survey they would like you to fill out um, for the session. And if you could give a round of applause to our team members here.
0: Thank you for listening to Think, Act, Achieve Extraordinary Results. Winning Executive Coaching Strategies for the Leader and the Coach. A Professional Development Seminar. Featuring National Industrial Business Operations Director for NAVAIR, Adrian Somerville. Senior Systems Engineer for Northrop Grumman Corporation, Rick Wilson. Senior Project Engineer for the Aerospace Corporation, Michelle Carter and DIA Coaching Program Chief for the U.S. Intelligence Community, Dr. Theodora Fitzsimmons. If you've enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the BEA STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.bea.org. For college students, contact us at 410 244